Hello, and welcome to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast, where we talk about all of the challenging things like overcoming obesity, anxiety, and various health issues. My name is Sarah. Today, I wanted to talk about something a little bit different. I recently was out for a run as I'm training for a half marathon. And so I had a lot of time on my hands during the run, and I listened to one of my favorite podcasts, The Ultimate Health Podcast, where Marnie and Jesse, the hosts, are married, and the two of them recently had a baby. So in the podcast, they talked all about the baby's birth story and some of the lead up right to the birth and then how everything went. And of course, if you've had children or know anybody that's had um, children and kind of known more the intimate story, you know that it often doesn't go quite as you plan and that every birth story is really its own um, unique situation. And so definitely uh, Marnie and Jesse's birth story was totally unique. They had a lot of plans. They're very health conscious. So a lot of plans that it would go a certain way, including a home birth and a lot of ups and downs in whether that would actually happen for them and and all of those kind of things in terms of, um, you know, choices around pain relief and using a midwife uh, and stuff like that. So I would encourage you to listen to their birth story, but it got me to think about my own birth stories. I have two children, and as I was running, I kept thinking, wow, you know, this is so different than the stories that I have, and, you know, I know so many moms, and all of them have very unique stories as well. So I thought it would be interesting, um, even for my kids, actually, just to kind of share their birth stories on the podcast, and... um, kind of have that for them because they often ask me to recount it. So now I can maybe just play the podcast for them. Anyway, so there was also a show back in the day, I think when I was a teenager, called A Baby Story on the Learning Channel TLC. And and same thing there. I remember always finding it so interesting to hear birth stories. Um, and certainly I will leave some comments on my blog. And if anybody has, um, you know, a birth story they want to share, that would be really interesting in the comment section, either on the blog or on Instagram. I'd love to hear any unique birth stories. So I'll start with my son. He is my firstborn. And so, uh, you know, we had had quite a challenging end to the pregnancy with him. He was a kicker and it maybe explains he loves soccer now, but he definitely loved to kick inside the womb. And at the end of the pregnancy, the last 10 weeks or so, it got where I'm a small woman. I'm only five feet tall. And I think he was just in there quite tight. And so he kicked, 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 kicked on my ribs constantly. Um, and it seemed to be this one side, this one way that he was positioned. And eventually my ribs broke and I was in quite a lot of pain at the end of the pregnancy. And then um, even as I went into uh, getting close to labor. I was still in quite a lot of pain. I was also due with him uh, during the time of H1N1 flu. And so I remember trying to get in for a vaccine and getting vaccinated to try um, to give him some immunity as well as myself to that virus. Um, So it was a really stressful end, I guess, to the pregnancy. I was off work because I really couldn't sit um, or 
do much, I guess, with, with the constant rib pain. So I had went into my obstetrician on my actual due date. And of course, she said that I was about three centimeters dilated that day. And so she said, you know, go to the mall, walk around, and I'm sure we'll see you later tonight at the hospital. Like this is going to happen. So I did that. I remember going to the mall, my husband and I, he was off that day and we got like a bagel from Tim Hortons and then we walked and we walked and we walked and walked. And I was like, man, I am so tired, but I didn't feel a lot of contractions. And so finally we went back home and I remember watching TV and just like trying to get comfortable, but I couldn't, you know, contractions were picking up, but just not, it was painful, but just they weren't super um, consistent. And I remember trying to watch Friends because I thought, I'm just going to get through labor by watching my favorite show. I'm going to watch Friends. And I remember being like, not into it at all. Like I just was so uncomfortable. Um, And then eventually as the day went on, um, we went into evening and then around eight o'clock, we kind of made a call and we were like, you know what? She said it was going to be tonight. Like I've had these pains all afternoon. Like let's go to the hospital. So we went to the hospital and of course we get there and they check me to see whether they'd admit me and they said, you know, you're really still only three centimeters dilated. And I was like, yeah, right. It just didn't seem right. Um, And they said, well, sometimes that doctor overestimates. So maybe, you know, you have dilated more, but she was wrong to begin with. So they told me, go walk around, which was like the last thing I wanted to hear at eight o'clock that night. Um, And then they said, you didn't eat dinner because I was kind of distracted. So I didn't eat dinner. And they said, so go to Tim Hortons, have some soup and like just, you know, let those contractions pick up. So I did. I we went and I tried to eat something. But like it was it's really hard to eat when you're like in labor pain. Right. Even, you know, even when you know it's a good idea. Um, And then I'm so. I'm super introverted, so I really hated walking around the hospital and having people kind of like staring at you when then you're like stopping in the hall and you're like in this, you know, serious contraction. The whole thing just, I didn't love it. So finally we go back and um, they checked me again and they said, ah, fine, I guess you're four, like let's let's just admit you. So we I went in And of course, at that point, the day was running on and they told me the nurses that if I wanted an epidural, that I was going to have to make that call like before 11 o'clock because the anesthesiologist was going to be going home. So I did, but of course that slowed down the labor even more and it already wasn't like going crazy by any means. So then at that point, I ended up going to sleep um, or trying to sleep. I listened to... Um, you know, some music and just tried to relax. Um, and they said, just try and get some rest. So then in the morning, things picked up again and they gave me some Pitocin because they said, we've got to move this along. Like you need to get this baby going soon. So we did Pitocin and they said, we're going to dial back the epidural. 
And I guess by dialing back, they meant like pretty much turn it off because I remember as soon as all that happened, like the pain went crazy for me. And it was like every few minutes I could just feel the pain. Um, And my cervix was not completely... Um, They said there was a lip, so it wasn't like ready to push, but I did get to a point, they broke my water um, when I was 10 centimeters, and then finally the doctor said, you know what, she's just going to push through this, we're just going to give it a go. Um, They had tried different things like the vacuum, but nothing was really helping, um, and eventually I just had to just keep push, 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 pushing. And I remember the pain being pretty crazy. And I remember when my husband and I took one of those um, like labor information kind of courses that they offer through public health. Um, they kept talking about the term ring of fire. And I remember that's all I could think when I was pushing. I just like kept literally visualizing this ring and I just kept being like ring of fire, ring of fire because it hurt so bad. Um, and, you know, after all of that, I pushed for a few hours and around one o'clock the afternoon, sort of after the day after he was due, I had my son. And, you know, it was like the classic, like he came out, he was crying and screaming and I was crying and, you know, he was grabbing our finger. Like it was all of the things and it was super emotional Um, and it was long. And, you know, I know there are people totally with longer stories, but um, it felt so good to have him out too. Like because of all of the rib pain, um, just to have that relief was insane. So um, it, it was a great, great story, great birth. And um, in the end, he was super healthy. So I was really happy, Um, but totally different than my daughter. So fast forward a few years later, and I was pregnant with my daughter. Her pregnancy was tricky from the get-go. I had bleeding early on, and we weren't even sure that, you know, basically like that the pregnancy would stick was kind of what the doctor said. He's like, you never know. And so they kind of told me, don't do anything, just try to take it easy and get past the 12 weeks and then we'll know whether, um, you know, essentially the pregnancy would stick. So it did. And then I was able to be a little more active after the 12 weeks. Like they said, I could get a massage again and stuff like that. But then I had a fall um, on some ice. And so that was challenging and painful. And then, but the baby was okay. Um, And then around 30 weeks, um, I, I said to my obstetrician, like, I feel like something's not quite right. And so they checked my cervix and they realized that my cervix had thinned quite a lot. And so she said, well, you probably should be on bed rest. So of course, during that time as well, we had bought a new house and we were supposed to move. Um, and so it was, really challenging in terms of moving a home. Thank goodness my mom came and helped us out and then being off work, on bed rest. And, um, you know, really hard in terms of keeping your spirits up, I would say for sure, because you're not able to like go get the fresh air and be active. And so it was it was a tough time, even though I was able to be home uh, with my son. I just I felt really down during that time, I guess I will say. So I remember I had to get the shot in my hips to make sure that um, the lungs formed uh, just in case I had her early. 
and all of those things. So it was pretty stressful. And then I remember hitting, it was about um, the Friday before I was due. So I was due like the following Tuesday. And I had a doctor's appointment with my obstetrician. And then she said, well, you made it. Like, you know, your due date's next week. You know, great job, totally full term. And so I was like, oh, so can I do stuff now? And she said, yeah, like go. And, and it was summer, like my daughter was born at the end of June. So I, was, I really wanted to go get some clothes. With my son, I had gained like 42 pounds. With my daughter, it was only around 20 something. So, but I still really wanted, you know, some new comfortable clothes just to wear that weren't maternity, but for like post, post baby coming out. And so I went to the Gap outlet by my house and I was like, I can do stuff now. This is great. I went grocery shopping. We had a pool party with a couple of um, our friends that night. You know, we were all swimming. I could swim in our new pool with our new house. And it was like this great day. And I remember being like, this was great. I can finally do stuff. And then, of course, you know, I went to go to bed and I was like, oh, man, I can really feel lots of pains but you know these usually settle down when I like lay down because I'd been having like contractions on and off kind of for the whole time I was on bed rest like if I ever did anything really I would get contractions and then I'd be like oh I better stop doing that and and settle down again so I kind of tried to sleep but I couldn't it was sort of a restless night and then I remember getting up I was eating a lot of ice cream sandwiches during that time. So I was like, I'm just going to go have an ice cream sandwich, watch a bit of TV, and then I'll go back to bed. So I did that, and I think the sugar always just kind of made me get sleepy again. So then I'd go back, and I did get to sleep that night, and then woke up in the morning and, you know, did breakfast and all that. And then I started feeling the pains again after breakfast. And so I thought, well, I should take a shower. You know, that usually helps settle it down too. So I got in the shower. The heat felt amazing, the hot water. And, um, you know, I thought, yeah, this feels good. I'm feeling better. This is probably not labor. Of course, I had in my mind, though, given how things went with my son, that we were there so early. My goal really with my second pregnancy was not to get there so early. I did not want to labor forever in the hospital again. I hated it. And um, so I was like, yeah, we're just going to keep going along here. And um, then my husband had a shower and I remember my son was like hungry for lunch. So I made us grilled cheese. And so him and I, this was back when I ate gluten and dairy. So we had these grilled cheese sandwiches. And then I remember my son was playing with his action figures in the living room. And I thought, you know, I'm just going to lay on the couch. My husband was still in the shower. I thought I'm going to lay on the couch and just relax for a bit. And I remember laying down and all of a sudden, I felt this kind of crazy movement. And I think, looking back, it was essentially the baby, like, moving into the birth canal and, like, getting settled. But I just remember all of a sudden, like, this crazy pressure and movement of the baby downwards. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get back up. Like, I'm laying on this couch, and just the way it felt was like I could not move. So I thought, okay, I can't sit up. Um, so I kind of got off, I kind of like rolled myself onto the floor 
and was on all fours and then thought, okay, I'll like stand up from here. But I called my husband and I said like, listen, I really think like something is happening here. Like we got to go to the hospital. So we called my mom because she was supposed to come look after my son. And then, but in the meantime, it was going to take her a while to get there. So we were going to drop him off at our neighbors and we had to grab my stuff. And, you know, it all seemed to take time. So finally we get my son dropped off, go into the hospital I didn't even think like, oh, gee, what if my water breaks? Like, oh, maybe I should put a garbage bag down on our seats or something. Like we had leather seats. Um, That was kind of a dumb move, but it didn't, didn't happen. So my husband, you know, we get to the hospital and I'm like, no, no, I can walk in. Let's just get up, get up there and get this going. And then, of course, I couldn't really walk that well. Like, it was like a slow, slow waddle, you know, where you're like one foot kind of, and then you angle the other foot sort of in front-ish. And then as we got closer to the hospital doors, these people were outside smoking, and they like were very loudly almost like heckling me, like talking about the fact that, oh, wow, she's super pregnant. She must be due really soon and all this stuff. And then the one, the woman was, that was there was like, I think she's like having the baby now. And I was just like, I really don't want to be heckled right now. So then somebody noticed that I was in rough shape and got me a wheelchair. So then I remember being like, yes, okay, let's do this. Wheelchair me up there. This will be way faster. It was way faster um, because that walking situation was not good. So we get up to the labor and delivery suite and, you know, you're checking in. I've already pre-registered, but you got to like tell them your name. And I remember the pain was so insane that like I couldn't, I couldn't talk. And I remember just kind of trying to like, motion to my husband like please talk for me now like you need to tell them all of the things like my name and stuff because I just I just couldn't and you know they think you're being really dramatic and so they're like well we'll get you in there and we'll check you um and we'll see kind of thing and I was like no like <laughs> this is re- this is really really happening so finally we get inside the room. And, you know, again, I was moving slowly because the pain was so crazy and the baby was so low. And, you know, I remember they're like wanting me to get changed out of my clothes into the hospital gown. And like the nurse again was like, you need to hurry up. Like you keep saying you're going to have this baby. Like, so hurry it up so we can check you. And so I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. So we did. I finally like get in the bed. They check me. They're like, oh, whoa. Um, like I was pretty much 10 centimeters at that point. And they, the doctor comes in, he's like, yeah, let's check. And he's like, yeah, okay, wow. But my water hadn't broke. So it was kind of crazy. And so he's like, you know what? And then they said, well, do you need to go and check, you know, this other woman or whatever? He's like, I think I'm just going to stick here. And I think we're just going to have this baby right now. And I was like, but wait, I need my epidural. Like, when is, when is that happening? And they were like, oh, sorry, you know, this is not going to happen for you. And so they gave me a bit of that nitrous gas and I was like, okay. And so 
then he they broke the water because they're like and then that felt amazing because it was like a little relief of some of that pressure that I kept feeling but then of course didn't feel amazing after that because then we got into you know that ring of fire again and all the pushing and so it was just like crazy and I still couldn't even wrap my head around the fact that I was gonna like natural childbirth this baby because that was not my plan at all so started the pushing and I remember like they're just like you know focus like because I just I just wanted it out at this point and so we did and then I remember when my daughter actually was out and they like take her over and I just turned to my husband and I was like and I feel so guilty that this was the first thing I said I just said I can't believe I just did that because I had no intention of a natural childbirth, not at all. (laughs) And so anyway, and then of course, you know, they brought her over and she was just amazing. But it was just such a different, such a different experience than what I had with my son. And all in all, from the time that I checked in to the time that my daughter was born was a half an hour. So it was so quick compared to child number one to like, you know, I'm sta- I'm sitting in the wheelchair at this window and like literally half an hour later through all of the pushing and the getting changed and the getting checked and all of that, it was, you know, water breaking was 30 minutes. And I just, I couldn't believe um, having, you know, two children and such vastly different experiences. And they kept cracking jokes in the hospital at me. They were like, well, you know, if you go for a third, you should probably just like camp out here a little bit earlier because, you know, who knows, you may not make it. And honestly, looking back, like I think, whoa, like we could not have made it. Like if I had laid a little bit longer on that couch or we had hit some traffic, like, you know, that that baby might have been born in the van. I don't know. So it was definitely different and um, kind of funny. I was, you know, super blessed. Both the children were pretty good size. Um, my son was seven pounds. My daughter was 613. So both fairly um, good, both healthy and really blessed. But again, it's just, it's so funny how the stories are so different. And I've heard so many different ones. And certainly Marnie and Jesse's was totally different than this. I mean, they were doing a home birth. They had a midwife, um, a doula, a whole different team even, but uh, doesn't take away from the fact that um, healthy babies, a healthy baby, and, and they're all a blessing and they all, it's all going to go whatever way it's going to go. So I, if anybody's pregnant or, you know, thinking about what their birth plan would be, I would say definitely, you know, have a, what you would like in your mind, but be willing to be flexible because my dear, you just do not know how it's going to go. Like I said, with baby number one, I, didn't think it was going to be such a slow labor and such a almost like medical type labor. And then with baby number two, I really had no idea that I would not be getting an epidural. 
um, and would have, you know, a 30, 30 minutes or less <laughs> birthing experience um, with, with my daughter. So totally different. And I hope um, if anybody's, you know, thinking about what their birth experience could be like, that they definitely keep that open mind. So thank you so much for listening. I hope that you found this interesting. You know, I love to tell stories. So those are two of my best and uh, most most heartfelt stories um, because they resulted in my children. Uh, if you would like to subscribe to this podcast, that would be greatly appreciated. If you like the podcast, please do subscribe. It helps a lot. Um, and if you'd like to see more from me, you can follow me on Instagram. It's at Sarah Lady Gluten, no H on Sarah, so S-A-R-A-L-A-D-Y-G-L-U-T-E-N. Or you can also check out my blog where I've got some show notes um, and some other writing pieces at www.theallergybeast.wordpress.com. And have a great week and hopefully this light storytelling is just what you needed this week to take your mind off things. Thanks a lot.